Welcome to Stories of Hope. I'm Christine Hotchkiss. Each week, I bring you stories that will inspire you, educate you, and give you hope. I want to thank my studio sponsor, The Motivated Mind Group, your global creative agency located right here in downtown Chandler. Today, my guest is Jennifer Georges, and she is representing the U.S. Vets Phoenix Division, also known as the United States Veterans Initiative, and their mission is serving those who have served. Take a quick peek at this uh, program, and then we'll get into our interview. I'm Patrick Henderson, proud U.S. Army vet. I was homeless, and U.S. vet put my life back on the right track. They got me everything needed for a home, and a whole new world opened up for me to start thinking positive. <laughs> to start living a real life. Gotcha. The people here with the heart that they have remind me of the way the people was when I was in the military. We come here together, we leave here together. We're all family. That was wonderful. Those of you who are veterans, I thank you for serving our country and sacrificing, and we're gonna talk about those sacrifices. Please help me welcome my guest, Jennifer. Welcome. Hi, thank you. Thank you yeah. for having me. Yes, um, I saw something, that thing called social media, and I was like, I don't know anything about that. I wanna know more. We have a lot of veterans that are out there that are needing assistance, and I don't think they know where to go sometimes. And so this is one of those things where you're helping the homeless. The gentleman that was on this video, is he actually one of the individuals in the program? He was one of the residents at our one of our programs in California. In California, okay. Yes. So and, uh, I always believe that everyone should have a place to call home. Yes. Right? So tell me more about this program. Yes, so US Vets, we are one of the largest nonprofit organizations providing services to veterans that are currently experiencing homelessness or on the verge of experiencing homelessness. So we come in and we meet the veterans where they're at, whether they're transitioning from military life, they're going into civilian life and they don't know what the next step is. Mm -hmm. A lot of veterans go into the military right after high school, they're living with their parents and once they finally go out of military, they don't know what to do next. Finances, finding a job, finding home, mm -hmm. especially if they don't have that support system, it could lead to experiencing homelessness. In other areas as well, if any veteran returns from active duty, they sometimes come with mental health issues, illnesses, coping mechanisms that lead to um, drug use, alcohol use, that can lead to homelessness as well. Mm -hmm. And those are things that a lot of individuals don't take into consideration mm -hmm. when they're returning if they don't have that support system. Mm -hmm. So that's where US Vets comes in. We help provide a supportive system where we welcome them no matter what their background is, what they've gone through, what they've experienced, and give them a home. We give them a bed, we give them food, we give them comfort, and we provide a holistic approach to ensuring that they're able to meet their, go their goals. So we provide case management supportive services to help them find their documents. Maybe they lost their driver's license, their birth certificate, DD-214 that shows their military status. Um, they have um, something in their background that they want expunged due to a misdemeanor or a traffic stop or fees that they haven't paid. So we have a case management team that helps them accomplish those goals and get to the next step. But not just there, we also meet them where they're at. We have therapists on site that meet with them individually and in a group setting to find the root cause of what's happening, what led them to where they're at. So it, whether it be a mental health issue that they need coping mechanism, they just wanna be heard, they have substance abuse issues that we can refer them out to additional support and figuring out where they're at and allowing them to process and learn and grow 
with the ultimate goal of finding permanent housing. And that's where our workforce team comes in. They help the military uh, skills translate into civilian skills so they can create a resume, they can practice interviewing. We do dress for success, so get them anything they need to ensure that they're ready for their interview, they're ready for the first day of job, and we help them get to that step. We bring employers on site to do on-the-spot interviews and hiring, and we also help them get any certifications or trainings to be able to get to the next step and refer them out if they want to go back to school. How does the GI Bill work, scholarships, also benefits. You know, do you qualify for TRICARE, do you not? Is there other supportive services for you to go back to medical, to be seen by a dentist, and to get glasses, something as simple as that. So our team comes in and we're that stepping stone to help them achieve those goals and we've had a really good success rate with ensuring that they're getting permanent housing and they continue to obtain permanent housing. That's it folks, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I actually had the privilege of walking on a new property that you guys have recently acquired and when I went to the address I was like, wait a minute, this is an old hotel back in the day and Sure enough, this facility is not going to be one of these homes. So right now you have two smaller locations. Tell me about those. Yes, so right now our main facility is located on Grand Avenue and 35th. And that houses both male and female veterans and it holds up to 170 plus veterans on site. Mm -hmm. On top of that, we also have Ashley's Place that we actually just opened up mm -hmm. and it houses military sexual trauma victims uh, for any veteran that identifies as a female. Mm -hmm. And we're allowing them to come in and process, uh, be in a comfortable environment where they can provide uh, supportive services and also continue into their journey. And with the new home opening up soon, which I'm super excited, um, it will be a home for over 180 veterans. It's going to have long-term supportive housing, so it's going to have apartment-style living facility. So it's going to have a kitchenette, their own room, their own bathroom. We're going to have shared uh, rooms as well, but the best part of it is a kitchen, mm -hmm. which we currently don't have, and then also a wing just for women. So anyone that feels unsafe, that wants that extra support, we're going to have the women's wing where they have their own lounge, their own laundry, and their own rooms. So it's going to be more therapeutic. I think this is great because I said it was it's an old hotel. They actually gutted it out to have all these different things that she just mentioned. It's pretty cool. I mean, right down to the concrete and some of the things that you guys had to fix because the building was quite old so that there's safety and there's a place to call home that you don't have to worry about whether the water is going to come out of the wall like because she has had some plumbing issues some electrical issues a lot of other issues um and there are four parts to this project that you guys are working on it's a it's a divided into four sections mm -hmm. so right now the residential side is the one that we're actively working on mm -hmm. that's the one that we had to repair all of the plumbing <laughs> in there we had uh plumbing that was being hold on by duct tape in this facility. Yeah. Uh, duct work for the rain that was literally held on by duct tape and it fell apart during one of our monsoon storms. And the foundation itself, the, the rebar that's used to hold the load bearing walls was eroded. So we had to go in and ensure that this was safe. Sounds like that movie, The Money Pit. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> much. Hole on the floor. <laughs> so let's talk about some of the programs. You said a few different things. You have um, mentioned the, 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 let me try this again, domestic violence, um, uh, abuse. Yes, for military sexual trauma survivors. So a lot of people don't want to talk about these things because 
we don't know what to say, we don't know how to feel, we don't know how to help. Tell us more about this program so that we know more about it instead of assuming, okay, this is what they do. Yes, so for any veteran that comes into our facility, we do a mental health assessment. Mm -hmm. We don't push for answers, we don't push for trauma, mm -hmm. we just ask them how they're doing. We ask them what their past was like and if they like to share. Once they're ready, we, you have to build rapport, you have to really get to know who you're talking to. It, it comes with any therapist you talk to. Mm -hmm. And once they're ready, they disclose trauma. They disclose abuse, domestic violence, military sexual trauma, which for some reason it's still considered a big taboo to talk about. And when you were saying that, I was thinking, um, I was told, maybe that's not something I wanna ask about, but since you're here and you're representing the organization, I'm gonna allow you to actually Tell more about that if someone really wants to know more about whether they actually fall under that. Yes, so you don't have to check a box. You don't have to label yourself. Just express what you've gone through and we'll let you know if you do qualify for this. You know, we understand where you're coming from. We have licensed therapists on site that will allow you to cope and process and disclose information that you've been holding through. And one of the things we've noticed is that women can be very resilient. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the times, including myself as a mm -hmm. woman, we don't want to disclose things. Mm -hmm. We want to say, you know, we're strong, we can do this. Mm -hmm. I can do this by myself. And that's what we're getting with a lot of our military females is that they don't want to ask for that help. Mm -hmm. So we come in and let them know it's okay. I think the reason why we don't is because <clears throat> judgment maybe sometimes, or mm -hmm. we think that we lack something that we, think the society should say, well, you should already know this, or why are you asking, that kind of thing. So I'm glad that you put that out there, that it's not that. And, and ladies, whether you're in military or not, yes, myself included, as you mentioned, regardless of the age, it's okay to say, I can't do this, and no, you don't have to know it all. <laughs> it's okay to ask for help. It is always, uh, and we hear that, but how are we actually practicing it? So now you have these other programs where you have the gentlemen that come in there, and, and I'm not gonna say just gentlemen, both men and women, as, as you've also mentioned, because we're in a different era, how they identify themselves, male mm -hmm. or female. Um, PTSD is something that we all hear about with the military, but your program is gonna allow them to get more back on track, not just their mental health, but what part of the PTSD are you helping our veterans when they're coming into this facility to get back on their feet and live a life that's the best that they can? We allow them to express themselves to find out what their triggers are. Mm. From there, our licensed therapists and our case managers work with them in finding coping mechanisms. Mm -hmm. um, it's very common that a military member might be triggered by fireworks. Mm. And that usually comes around for New Year's yeah. and 4th of July, Independence Day, and you know we, we prepare for every and all occasions. Okay. But it's not just the fireworks. It could be a dog barking. It could be the scent of someone. It could be the smell of food or the sound of a train. Mm -hmm. And we allow the veteran to express themselves as to what exactly triggers them and how we're gonna work together to find that behavioral health therapy or that intervention mm -hmm. to learn, okay, this is your trigger. Mm -hmm. This is how you start acting when that trigger is being oh, pushed. Wow. What can you do? Right. Where can you go? What's your safe space? Mm -hmm. And that's the main thing. They don't have a safe space. It could be that their room is not gonna be their safe space. Right. We have a respite area where they can go and de-stress. We have therapists that they can go talk to and be like, I am in the verge of being triggered right now because of X, Y, Z. I need help. And all of our staff are trained to be able to, to provide the intervention needed, mm -hmm. whether it be our veteran support assistant that's there 24 seven to our director of behavioral health. And they're able to provide that support. So it doesn't matter what kind of triggers there are, we allow the veteran to let, let us know and 
open up the doors to being okay with them saying, I'm being triggered right now. And that's normally not able to be done in a different environment. And you use the word safe space. We should all have a safe space and a safe place. And so I'm glad that you said that because we're not really sure where those are, but you've identified that you have that and, they, and these people know that. Yes. Um, so now we talked about the workforce. Yes. So tell me more about the workforce program. Our workforce program works to help veterans or assist veterans into entering the workforce area. So there's a lot of veterans that have not had a real job as society calls, mm -hmm. they had a career, they had a job in the military, and they have skills that a lot of us don't have. Mm -hmm. And to be able to translate that into what is considered a civilian life skill, mm -hmm. we work with them to be able to create a resume that reads for everyday employers mm -hmm. and find the areas of, of common interest, the areas where they want to grow in. Mm -hmm. So they meet with them, they allow them to express, this is where the field I would like to go into, this is what I'm interested, how can I get there? And then our case manager or our workforce um, supportive assistants, they'll meet with them. They'll help them search job criteria, job availability. We also partner up with Goodwill, who helps us out with oh, wow. getting um, employment and then also dressing for success as well. We partner up with other organizations such as security companies, um, any other retail agencies like Walmart that's been coming in to provide support for veterans and also hiring veterans. Mm. So we're able to do that outreach through the workforce program so it's easier for the veteran to focus on mental health, focus on getting the documents that we have and bringing that support to the program where they can go right across the hallway mm. and say, I'm ready for a job, mm -hmm. who's hiring? And we'll let them know, these are the people that are hiring, what yeah. are you interested in? And then that goes to the dress attire. So they have to be able to present themselves. Mm -hmm. So you have someone that helps them with that? Yes, our workforce team, we have a clothing closet. Mm -hmm. So when it's time for interview, we find out, okay, where's your interview gonna be? Is it gonna be in person? Do you have to dress business casual, business professional? Do you need work boots for your first day in the job? Do you need a work belt? Do you need construction tools? So we're able to go into our clothing closet and figure out what sizes they need have them try it on so it's similar like going shopping so they have that yes. independence and that liberty to go mm -hmm. and shop for what they need for their first day on the on the job. So this closet, is this something that other people outside can donate to or you are partnered with other organizations? I mean you mentioned Goodwill and how they're a part of it and we all know who Goodwill is. I don't know if they actually give you an overflow of stuff that they don't get sold or they, I don't know. Tell me more about how this closet is built. Yes, um, it's with a lot of donations to the community. Okay. During spring spring cleaning is yeah. our biggest <laughs> our biggest donation time. Anyone that has suits that they no longer like or it's out of out of fashion, yeah. uh, we get a lot of donations come through, and we're able to organize them by size, by style, mm -hmm. and that way when the veteran comes in, they can go straight to I want a black suit or I want a brown sport coat or I want a button up that's yellow or orange. We're able to kind of display, okay. similar to a store, and a lot of it is thanks to our community. They've been able to go into the facility, drop off. They can get a tour of the facility as well and see who they're helping, not mm -hmm. just dropping it off and then leaving, but they can actually see who's gonna benefit from the donations that they're getting. So we got donations. Now you also mentioned there's a kitchen. Is this a common kitchen is, um, that is separate than the individual apartments for the, res the residents, the veterans? Yes, so we're gonna have in the new facility a restaurant style kitchen Yay. which we're super excited okay. right now we don't have one we okay. get the food catered 
So being able to do in-house warm meals and the veterans themselves be able to cook a meal, learn how to cook a meal and learn how to budget for a weekly meal plan. Okay. And that's one of the things that we're excited for is to be able to help them come in and cook for everyone as a community. And this is mainly for a transitional housing units that we have that are not qualified for a kitchenette and they haven't gotten to that step yet. Mm-hmm. We're able to provide the food for them so they don't have to worry about meals while they're with us. So is this veteran ran? It will be. Yes. So the jobs that are going to be within the facility, that cooking or other parts that make it a facility are going to be veterans themselves? Yes. So veterans themselves, a lot of them have already approached us and told Uh us that once it's open, they want to Mm -hmm. be part of the kitchen crew. Mm -hmm. We're also going to be reaching out to culinary schools. We've already reached out to a couple of them. So they do want to come in and train with us if they want to teach the veterans as well if they want their students to come in and practice working in a restaurant style, Mm -hmm. we're going to be opening our doors to that as well. It's like a little community all of its own. Yes. I love that. Now, you'd mentioned some certifications. Um, What kind of certifications that you said if someone someone came in and said, I want to get some certifications for something, is that something you help them find wherever that field is that they're trying to get their certifications in? Yes. A lot of the requests that we've had is for construction since it is a very growing field. Mm -hmm. and it pays very well. Um, We've partnered up with a lot of organizations that will actually provide a scholarship to the veterans so they can go and train with them in that area of construction, whether it be welding, whether it be flooring, and they're able to get the certification to qualify for that job that they're wanting to do. I think some people call that an apprenticeship. Similar to that. Okay. Yes. Okay. And uh, we've also partnered up with uh, trucking agencies as well Mm -hmm. to be able to provide that training for them. Now, where so we already talked about how small the other two facilities are and how much more opportunity there is going to be with more veterans where do the veterans come from i don't want to say where do you find them that sounds very insulting and yeah. when you say homelessness it's like you're not going to look at the corner and we've all seen that there's signs of people that are saying that they're homeless and veterans and i don't know what to believe at this point unfortunately yes. I, that's the, that's the sad part but how are you how are the veterans going to find you how about that Yes, so we have our outreach team. So our outreach team goes into encampments every Mm -hmm. now and then, Mm -hmm. but we partner up with the VA through the Community Resource and Referral Center, so Mm -hmm. the CRRC, Mm -hmm. and that's their one stop that they would have to go through. Mm -hmm. So they can either call us, they can reach us if they do have access to a computer, that we have a general email that they can email us on. Um, Facebook, they can send us a message on Facebook as well. And we would first take them to the CRRC. Mm-hmm. That's where we verify veteran status. Mm-hmm. Once they're referred and um, assessed for veteran status, then they'll be sent over to our program. So I have to ask the status part. What, what qualifies them? Because some people say, I'm a veteran, but you have to be in for a certain amount of time. What's the process? As long as you were honorable or other than honorably discharged, mm-hmm. you qualify for the program. Okay. Mm-hmm. I love it. I can't wait to see this facility when it comes about. Tell me some success stories. Yes, um, we actually had a veteran on Thursday. We have a town hall, which is held once a month, Mm -hmm. and we allow veterans to express themselves, give recommendations, and also share success stories. Mm -hmm. We had a veteran that came up and wanted to share how grateful he was that he was able to be with US Vets. Mm -hmm. He said that he started with just the clothes on his back when we found him, that's what he says. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like when you guys found me, Um, You guys gave me a bed, you guys gave me a warm meal, a place to shower, Mm -hmm. and time to realize where I was at in my life. 
time to find out where, I think we all can feel lost, but that's a beautiful way of saying it, finding time where I'm at in my life. Yes. And um, he shared that because of the support that we've been oh. providing him, because of our director of behavioral health, who's a licensed therapist, and our case managers who've been making sure that he is following up on getting those documents. Mm -hmm. He now has his birth certificate, which he lost. Oh. He has a social security card that had no idea where it went and a driver's license wow. that he can officially drive again. Oh, wow. And the one thing that he was really proud of is that he's a fashion individual mm -hmm. and that he now has a clothing closet <laughs> in his room that he can be himself mm -hmm. and express himself through clothing and he officially has a job. So he was super oh, excited wow. to officially be able to go and earn his own money. That's beautiful. And he said that his next step is finding permanent housing, a place for him to call him his, his own, and eventually transportation. But he said that it could not have been done without the support from our team. I love that. So how long is, I don't want to say it's a program when you say that they come in there and there's certain processes obviously mm -hmm. that they have to go through. Um, is there a certain time frame that they are allowed to stay? Yes and no. So we have okay. our metrics that we like to meet every 30, 60, or 90 days. Mm -hmm. So essentially, it could be classified as a 90-day program, but we don't classify it as that. We have a time frame based on the veteran needs. So mm -hmm. like a veteran could be through the program in a month. They got in, they got a job, they're good, they have their housing, and they're out. Wow. We have veterans that come in, they need just a little bit extra, extra time. They need a little bit extra time to realize that they were experiencing homelessness, mm -hmm. that they did need the help, mm -hmm. and that they're wanting to go to the next step. Sometimes they don't want to go to the next step. Mm. It's scary it's, for anybody. It's scary, especially mm -hmm. individuals that have been experiencing homelessness for over 10 years. Yeah. And it could be a process from just 30 days of them being okay sleeping indoors. Mm. So we don't like to time them, hey, your 90 days is up, no. We check in with them, hey, you've been here for 30 days and we've done this so far. How do you feel about checking in in the next 30 days to com complete these next tasks? So it could be from 90 days to 120 days to 300 days, okay. depending on their needs. So let's talk briefly about mental illness, mental health. Before I ask my final question, this is what I wanna ask you. Give me more and other people to understand more what the mental health is, mental illness. Mm -hmm. um, some people think, oh, they're crazy. Well, I don't like to use that phrase. Yeah. <laughs> how can we help and how do you help? We meet the veteran where they're at. Okay. No individual is going to have the same symptoms, the mm -hmm. same mental health issues, or as other call as mental health diseases. Okay. It could be severe depression. They could have been in a very dark spot, a lot of loss in their life to anxiety. They're just scared about everything. And a lot of people, when they have all of this built up emotion and they don't know how to express it, there's a behavioral outburst. There could be a psychosis state where they completely black out and they react. Mm -hmm. And it could have been just a trigger by somebody mm -hmm. touching them, by somebody taking their pen, where individuals may say, this person is crazy. I just, I just asked for the pen and took it but they don't realize that they were already on the verge of having a mental crisis. Mm. And that was the extra push. And that's what normally leads them to having police called or having to go um, taken into uh, mental health institutes that can lead to them l missing work, losing their job, and eventually losing their living space. Right. And that's what has led a lot of the individuals into experiencing homelessness. So it's not 
saying that individual's crazy, but processing what have they gone through? What, what was their, their wall? Like, what was it that caused that explosion? We don't know how individuals process. No. So for us, we take it as it doesn't matter what they're going through. It's how they are processing it. Mm-hmm. And we meet them where they're at and ask them how they're doing and help them teach us how to help them as well. If we could all talk that way, we would be doing so much better. <laughs> but I know it's never going to happen. So that's why we have the organizations that we do and the education um, that each of us can teach one another how to help other people and be a better person for goodness sake, right? Yes. Um, were there any other programs that I did not ask about that you want to share? Yes, we do have not just our program that helps veterans experiencing homelessness, but we also have a program that helps prevent homelessness. So we have our supportive service for veteran families, and this is a service for individuals that are on the verge of being homeless. They receive their eviction notice. They lost their job and they're not gonna have enough funds to pay for their rent or their mortgage in a couple months. Mm -hmm. Or um, they are moving from a different state and their housing fell through. Mm. We're able to step in and help them, not just to talking to the landlord um, and helping them uh, pay for utilities, but help them get back on track and helping them with vouchers, such as HUD-VASH, helping them with uh, talking to APS, SRP, getting them internet access, cell phone support, because we need to communicate. Yes, we do. And um, getting them bus passes for transportation. Mm. So individuals that are on the verge of homelessness and they feel like they're just drowning, we're able to come in and provide those supportive services as well. And we also have aftercare. So any veteran that has gone through our program and has gone through a speed bump in their journey and they just need that extra support, aftercare can go in and provide that care Mm -hmm. to help them get back on track. Nice. Things we can't learn in school. This thing's called life, right? Yes. (laughs) Thank you for sharing those programs. Um, A lot there to take in. And throughout the program, we have given the contact information as to where to be found. But I also understand that you have a Facebook page. What is the name of the Facebook page? It's US Vets Phoenix. Okay. And this is the only large facility that's going to be here in the Phoenix area, or is it just one for now that we're starting on? One for now. Okay. Yes. Because it's big. It's a big project. It's, it's a big facility. It's pretty big, and my hope is to be able to reach out to not just the Phoenix area, but the whole Maricopa County. Yes. And be able to provide more supportive services in the state of Arizona. And how many did you say are vet- uh, veterans would be able to be at this facility? Over 180 veterans. And I am certain there are more than 180 throughout this uh area that are going to need homes. Oh, yes. So I love that there's a potential for for more in the area. Wonderful. So now I have a final question. This is for you, not for the organization. If there was one question I could ask to get to know someone or think I know who they are, it would be this question. Based on your journey of life, what message would you like to leave? (laughs) (laughs) That's a tough one. I think from what I've gone through in my life experiences, it would be take a deep breath, sit mm-hmm. back, and just remind yourself that you're here for a reason. Mm. I think that would be the one thing I would tell everyone, and that's what I tell a lot of my family, my friends, past clients, is that you're here for a reason. Mm-hmm. So let's sit back, just take a deep breath. You We're gonna have, have stuff happen in our lives. Yeah. It's a matter of how long, like you said, sit, sit there for a moment. Yep. And breathe in. Take it all in. Yeah. It's going to be okay. We've made it past what we thought was our worst day, right? Yes. Here we are another day with a joyous one, or some that are not, but you will get through it. Thank you for that message. Thank you.
And thank you for being my guest today. And thank you for the organization that is out there helping veterans. And now we have the ability to give a resource to those who didn't probably think that they had one. So when you see this or hear this, please share it with anyone you feel that would qualify or think that they need it. Because it's much, much needed. And it's available too. Yes. Again, US Vets, it's the Phoenix Division, Phoenix Division uh, United States Veterans Initiative. Mission is serving those who have served. If you have a story that you want to help someone else on their journey and give them hope and inspire them, or a nonprofit that's making a difference in the community, please email me to the address of stories at christinehotchkiss.com. If you'd like to be a sponsor, you may also email me to the address of stories at christinehotchkiss.com. Until next time, everyone, I wish you well, and you take care. <laughs>